Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This episode of the Power Ranking Show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, basketball, baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and the easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games that are available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And that, of course, is the voice of at... Marcus underscore Mosher. This is the Power Rankings Podcast, aka the Power Ranking Show. Uh, Marcus and I are uh, going to be ranking the teams for you guys. Um, would love to do another podcast for you guys about one of Marcus's hot takes that all teams should play in a dome. Um, yeah, I don't even want to. You guys, I want you all to know how colossally frustrated I am with my podcast partner right now that. And, and I want you all to know he's not alone on this. There are a lot of people. I know somebody uh that's pretty big person in the industry that also because he thinks it ruins fantasy points when you have conditions uh so that's a podcast we'll have to do for another day <clears throat> hopefully not a rainy day hopefully a nice day yeah exactly we'll do it indoors uh because i don't want anything to mess with my voice quality or anything else you know uh heaven forbid we have any x factor whatsoever we just um, want to be at our best elliot that's all it is yeah Let's all play football at a neutral site. You know, we can take away all regional things about every team, play at a neutral site, have players change teams every three years. And then there's absolutely no defining characteristic about any franchise whatsoever. That sounds great. Uh, that being said, feel better. I do. We have 32. We're going to do a podcast on this. I'm telling you guys, I'm fired <laughs> up about this because we're just ruining everything about the sport that I love. Uh, okay. But now that I got that negative energy out, <laughs> time for some more negative energy. We'll start <laughs> at the bottom of the uh, power rankings. My first question off the top, dude, should I have just put the Patriots at 32? Have they earned it? Ooh. If the Panthers and Patriots played at a neutral homogenized stadium right now that you would like to see so yeah. that you could help Bailey Zappi. And by the way, he, Marcus doesn't want quarterbacks to get hit really anymore either. Uh, not just yeah. not that hard, but uh, yeah. no, I New England's defense is still playing lights out. They've allowed 10 or fewer points in the last three games. Uh, they've lost them all. It just shows you how bad their offense is, but at least New England's defense is playing out of their minds right now. Uh, the Panthers were competitive uh, with were. the Buccaneers. They, they were competitive with the Titans. They, they've hung in there. I mean, you got to change the screen here. I got to see your reaction. So I know when you're being insincere or not. Uh, okay. That could great. Uh, Washington commanders at 30. They, uh, honestly, they're just not the same team anymore, man. They're just not, uh, nor the New York jets. These are two teams that I thought were decent before. Maybe I'm being a little hard on the commanders here. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the loss to the giants really soured me, uh, on that team. And, and, uh, I just don't think they're going the right direction. The jets, Zach Wilson, uh, if you want to put the commanders over the jets, be my guest. Uh, Zach Wilson basically 
sounds like to me, he doesn't really want to be the starting quarterback there. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Uh, Tennessee Titans, I put ahead of both these teams because they played really, really tough against the Colts. They had a little problem. Uh, they weren't able to hold for field goals that affected them in this game. They missed an extra point and uh, lost in overtime. I want to go to the Jets really quickly. So uh, <laughs> the, the, Tim Boyle was as bad as everybody expected. I mean, he was a quarterback that threw one touchdown in his college career. He actually got cut today. He went from starting this week to cut by Tuesday. Uh, they signed Brett Rippon off, I, I think it was the Rams practice squad. Sounds like it's going to either be Trevor Simeon or Brett Rippon this week. They asked Zach Wilson about playing, and he seems like, hey, maybe I'm better off just waiting until next year on a new situation. I, honestly, I can't blame him too much. This this Jets team is a disaster, and I think there's a chance that no matter who's there, quarterback is not going to play well, and they have a chance to get seriously injured. I can't disagree with you more on this. I don't know how you can't blame this guy. Uh, well, you can't. You, you can't. You have not played well. You publicly acted like it wasn't your fault last year, and everyone ridiculed you for it. And I believe it didn't his own dad call him and say, What are you doing? Yeah. After he did, he did that in a press conference. Yeah. You play this year, you go out there, you throw off your back foot, you wing it, you don't use proper mechanics. Sometimes it looks like you don't care. Maybe maybe he does. Maybe I'm misreading the, the body language. So if I am, I apologize. Maybe he cares very, very, very much. But it's hard to sell me on that. When you have an opportunity, you get one more chance here to make good on the pick. You know, the Jets, that, that they put so much faith in you. And you have a chance to salvage your career and play hard for your teammates. And you're like, nah, I'll pass. I'd rather keep my body healthy so I can go play for another team. It reminds me, like I, I'm sure this never happened to you in college, but like you know you're going to fail a class anyways and you got this big test coming up and you know you didn't study. And sure. You know you have yeah. no chance. So it's like, yeah, I'm just going to sleep in and go to the gym. I know I'm not going to pass anyways. We'll we'll, re, we'll recoup and we'll try to rebound next semester. I'm totally down with that, except there's only one thing. All your other classmates in class could care less what your grade is. You're not affecting them, okay? Sure. And if anything, you're doing them a favor by getting out of the class. Um, you got teammates that are relying on you that want to win, that want to get a couple of wins under their belt here at the end of the season, or that wanted to win a couple of games so that Aaron Rodgers could come back and maybe you'd make a little push for the playoffs. And instead you played really, really poorly and given an opportunity to make up for that. You're just like, yeah, no, thanks. Peace out. I'm good. You guys can all lose. I'm going to go somewhere else and play somewhere else. I also think there's some of this where Zach Wilson just doesn't trust the coaching staff to put him in a good situation. And maybe that situation is only going to continue to make him look worse than he really is. It's a complicated thing with the jets. Maybe there's no right answer here. That's that's possible. And like I said, I'm, you know, maybe he cares very much. It's just hard for me to feel like a player cares when they're given an opportunity and they don't seem to want to take it. It's like the, it's not that they don't care about their career. I think he cares very much about his career, but just being able to win games with this team, it doesn't sure. seem like, I mean, is that fair? Yeah. We spent too much time on the jets. We need to yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. The uh, Cardinals at 27, they got a big win over Pittsburgh. I was shocked at that. It's hard for me to put faith in them after how bad they looked against the Rams. And they looked really, really bad a week and a half ago. They're still a uh, very depleted uh, roster wise. Uh, the New York giants, <clears throat> they didn't play this week. 
Uh, they're ahead of the Cardinals for now. I don't think either one of these teams are good. And ditto the Bears. Their last win was over the Minnesota Vikings when they got turnovers when Josh Dobbs played. They could have gotten more turnovers in that game. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think any of these teams are good. I don't think any of these teams are going anywhere. No, I'll just mention, I thought it was really impressive that the Dome Arizona Cardinals went to Pittsburgh, two weather delays, and Pittsburgh still got that win. Very impressive. Right, okay, let's, let's go to 24-17 uh, <laughs> here. Uh, I got the New Orleans uh, Saints uh, Dome team that played another Dome team, and I bet you, you guys <laughs> did could even tell when you were watching the game where they were playing. Uh, but the Saints uh, were not able to stay uh, with the Lions. Jameis Winston was in, uh, entered into that game. <clears throat> I got to think Jameis Winston's going to be their quarterback here uh, yeah. going forward, don't you? Well, I don't know going forward. Uh, I mean, we it doesn't seem like Derek Carr is going to play this week. He's got a concussion, a bad shoulder, a bad knee, and a bad ankle. Uh, he still averaged over 10 yards in attempt in this game. But it does seem like something happened in this game where the Saints – I think do have a little bit of a quarterback problem going on right now. I don't mean like forever. I just mean in the immediate future, you've yeah, got a yeah. banged up starter that hasn't played particularly well this year. And you've got Jameis Winston there, uh, arguably one of the best backups in the league. You would think uh, his former team, the Tampa Bay Bucks, beat the Carolina Panthers. We talked about that game a little bit earlier. Uh, one note here, Mike Evans uh, over a thousand yards for the 10th uh, consecutive yeah. season. Yeah, and it's his first 10 seasons league. Obviously, no one's ever done that before. You know, Marcus, I think it's easy to say it was, hey, it's a 17-game schedule. But, I mean, dude, we're talking about game 12 here. Um, is he a Hall of Famer? I think we're trending in, in that direction. It's not only that he's going to have the stats, but he also has a Super Bowl win, and that does matter. Uh, he's had a couple of really big seasons, and he's going to be somebody who's over 100 career touchdowns. So you're talking about probably by the time he retires – 13,000, 14,000 yards, a hundred plus touchdowns and a Super Bowl win. I think he's got a great chance. Two more teams that did not uh, play the Raiders and Vikings. Raiders are 22, Minnesota's 21. So I've got the Saints at 24, Bucks at 23, Raiders 22, Vikings at 21. Uh, I think with the Raiders, the question now is, are they going to keep trending kind of forward with Antonio Pierce? And by that, I don't mean wins, losses, but the way they've played. They definitely seem more uh, competitive than they were with Josh McDaniels. Uh, with the Vikings, it's is Josh Dobbs going to be their quarterback uh, going forward? That's, that's a tough call. With the Atlanta Falcons at 20, they went with Desmond Ritter. They got a tough road win against the Jets. But I, I, I mean, I just don't look at the Falcons as a viable team in the playoffs and talk about to win any games. I have the top NFC South team at 20. Am I wrong here? Well, first of all, congratulations to Desmond Ritter. He threw his first career road touchdown on Sunday. Uh, great job by him. We are in week 12 of his second year, actually week 13 of his second season. Just awesome job. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, they really struggled on offense against the jets. And I know the jets have a pretty good defense, but that game was really close. And Tim Boyle, was able to put up some yards on them. I, I, they're walking. No matter who wins that NFC South, they're walking into a nightmare matchup in round one. I mean, Ritter would definitely have four or five road touchdown passes now if every team played in a dome. That way, I don't know about that. You're, that's a little bit of a stretch because that's what we're trying to do. Is we don't want these guys to actually have to face something like wind. Uh, the Chargers at nineteen. Speaking of elements, playing that game in New England. Uh, that game ended up being six to nothing. Now, of course, in these days of the NFL, having a six to nothing game is a terrible tragedy because people didn't get fantasy points. So we probably hold should on, replay this game. 
did you watch that site. game did you watch I that did. game i did yes how bad was that game it was bad it was bad <laughs> yeah i don't that's why i didn't give the chargers any credit for that win man that was ugly that's fine uh, i'll tell you what wasn't ugly the outdoor game uh, at Jacksonville, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, exciting game. Hated to see Trevor Lawrence get hurt. We'll get more into that here as we get to the Jags. I'm kind of holding fast on the Bengals, man, because this was kind of the first game that Jake Browning played that was, you know, really good. I'd like to see another week of it. Um, you know, the Bengals defense too. I just, I think they're a bottom 10 unit in the league. They might be a bottom three unit in the league. Like they're really bad right now. I will say against Pittsburgh, Cincinnati was terrified to let Jake Browning throw the ball down the field. Everything was behind the line of scrimmage or within five yards. Yep. And in the first three drives of this game, it looked exactly the same. And then it felt like the Bengals and Zach Taylor opened the offense up a little bit and they lit up Jacksonville. It was crazy. Jake Browning threw for the most yards uh, of anybody in week 13. I saw he's one of the few quarterbacks. I think there was like seven quarterbacks ever to have over 350 passing yards and like an 85% completion percentage. He was outstanding in this game. God, I wonder what he could do if he threw in like a climate controlled doctor's office. He could probably throw for 450 and have 130 passer rating. Uh, Cleveland Browns are at 17. <laughs> now, Joe Flacco didn't make the throws that, that Browning did, but by and large, I think for a 39-year-old coming off the couch, he acquitted himself pretty well. He had a play late in the game, Marcus, that he forged deep that got picked off. But if he plays the way he did for a good portion of the game against the Rams and that defense recovers a little bit, they didn't have their best game against the Rams, I don't think the Browns are done. That's my 17th ranked team. That remains to be seen. Uh, but right now, they don't look real good, and they may find themselves on the outside looking in at 7-5. and five. Let's look at uh, 16 through nine, unless you got something on the Browns. Nope, we're good. Uh, Broncos at 16, they narrowly lost to the Texans. I couldn't watch the last minute of that game. Marcus had to translate for me. He tried to trick me. He said, Russell Wilson rolls out of a sack, throws it to a wide open receiver. And then he let me sit with that for a second. And then he told me that I was intercepted. I told you guys, I feel like the Broncos have been a lot of smoke and mirrors. I gave him credit for last week. Uh, but this week they lost to Houston I don't think they embarrass themselves or anything, but I no, just don't think all. the Broncos are a playoff team. I think the Steelers are only because of their schedule, but I'll say it again. The Broncos and Steelers seem almost like the same team to me. Yeah, they feel very similar. And there's a good chance that these are two of our playoff teams because of their upcoming schedules. Um, I think I have a little bit more faith in Pittsburgh just because of their defense and they can, yeah. they can run the ball. Um but I don't enjoy watching either of these teams right now. Two outdoor teams, just nothing to like about them. I mean, I'm I'm shocked that Pittsburgh lost uh, at home like they did. Yeah. Uh, just absolutely shocked. The Indianapolis Colts at 14. This would be the team that would keep these guys on the outside looking in. Uh, the Colts got a huge win, seven and five. I don't know if you ended up seeing Gardner Minshew's dime that he dropped in overtime. I think it was to Pittman what, down the, the sideline. Oh, I was going to well, say the back of the end zone. Yeah, there, yeah, there were two on that drive. There was nothing, as you say, fluky about it. Gardner Minshew absolutely won that game in overtime for this team. Good for him. Over three hundred yards passing. Maybe the best backup quarterback in the league. The, the absolute best. Uh, he's certainly got to be right up there because we don't have yeah. a lot of good backups. Can't think of a better right one. Now. No. So the Colts very much in the thick of it. Uh, Seattle lost a really tough game. Seems like forever ago on Thursday night, but 
if we could say nothing else about the Seahawks, well, besides the fact that they resurrected their offense, those jerseys were so sweet. How can you possibly ever look? If you want to go back and wear your navy blue kind of look, that's fine. But don't ever wear the highlighters again. No, no. And Just look at the helmet I have on the graphic. If you're watching this on YouTube or believe right now, they kept the awesome helmet. Make those your permanent uniform, Seattle. Please. Yes, yes. Really exciting game. Thought they're going to beat the Cowboys there for a little while. Sure looked like they were. Uh, Geno Smith, big time throw. The one to uh, DK Metcalf in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Micah Parsons was, oh my gosh, that was one of the best throws I've seen this season uh, from any quarterback. Uh, Los Angeles Rams, uh, Matt Stafford. I don't know if you think this is too high for the Rams, Marcus, but they've been trending upward for a while now. They took care of business against the Cardinals. One of the things that I love about the Rams is the way they're using Kyron Williams. They they run the ball and then they go off play action. Uh, Matt Stafford's got a rookie receiver in Nakua that's making teams pay when they decide to bracket Cooper Cup. Higby's having a nice year. I think Stafford's getting a little bit better protection. I thought the Rams line was going to struggle more than it has. Did you hear Sean McVay's explanation as to why they ran the ball um, on fourth and goal rather than kicking a field goal when they were up 14 points? I didn't. He said he has Kyron Williams on his fantasy team. (laughs) Seriously, that was his answer. I've got Kyron on my fantasy team. I'm, I'm, I love, I love the honesty. I, I like, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't speak out of both sides of his mouth. Like some people I know, uh, Green Bay Packers at number 11, the Packers beat the chiefs in a game at Lambeau. We should probably just take a wrecking ball to Lambeau right now. Forget that it's a historical landmark. The Packers, uh, beat the chiefs. I thought that was a legit win. Really? Unfortunately, I guess I should say not really. The pall over this game is the way the last minute of it was officiated and not enough focus is on the fact that Green Bay is right in the thick of it because they're getting outstanding quarterback play. Yeah, there was nothing fluky about them beating Kansas City. I mean, yes, there was a call at the end of the game that should have put Kansas City at the 10-yard line, but Kansas City needed that call just to set up a position to score a touchdown and then get a two-point conversion to tie the game. I mean, Green Bay thoroughly kicked the snot out of Kansas City. It was an impressive, impressive win. What do you make out of these next two teams? So the Jags at 10, the Bills at 9. I have the Bills over the Jags only because Trevor Lawrence is most likely going to miss this week. And even if he plays or plays the week after, he's going to be hobbled. And look, Trevor Lawrence is not some big-time running quarterback, but he uses his legs quite a bit in the pocket Marcus, you don't want him to be a statue back there. I think they need to use Etienne more. I told you that before this game. Um, if you had to face these two teams right now, I take it you'd rather face the Jags than the Bills. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I don't even know if it's all that close. Uh, Jacksonville in a game where they, they if they won, they were going to be the number one seed in the AFC after 13 weeks. They gave up 500 yards of offense at home <laughs> to Jake Browning and the Bengals, who have done nothing on offense the last two weeks. Their defense is a huge problem. Uh, they were getting gashed before Trevor Lawrence even got hurt. They were fully healthy on defense going into this game. Jacksonville, I mean, they are a team that very likely could be one and done in the playoffs. And that is going to be pretty shocking considering how well they've played for most of the year. For the Bills right now, it's just a matter of can they handle this rough schedule. They have going forward and pile up some wins. They've got the Cowboys in a few weeks. 
Uh, I know you're not going to be going to that game because it might be in elements. Uh, so, but really quickly, really quickly. So, yeah. so Buffalo six and six, they probably yep. need to get to 10 and seven in order to make the playoffs. Uh, here's probably, being, probably it's possible. You could go nine and eight, but you but need they just don't have, but they don't have tiebreakers with a they lot don't. of these teams, which yep. is going to make yep. it really hard. They play at the chiefs this week. That's suddenly a much more winnable game. Maybe than they thought home against huge. The, yeah. Home against the Cowboys at the chargers home against the Patriots at the dolphins in the game that Miami might not need to play if they're already locked up the one seed. This Kansas City game is huge. If they can win this one, you get to seven and six. I think I could see them, you know, going, what would they have to go the rest of the way? Three and one? It seems Three very and one. doable. Very doable. I mean, they, they just, in my mind, they've got to split the Dallas-Kansas uh, City. they got to split yes, that. You know, if, if, if they split that, there's a really good chance. If they go 0-2, there's not. Um, nope, and there's done. a good chance they could go 0-2 because Dallas is playing really well. At least at home, Dallas is playing really, really well. We'll see how they play against a good team on the road. But I, I think the Cowboys will equip themselves well. And then, of course, Buffalo has to go on the road to Arrowhead. Let's go look at our top eight here, see what we got. Not a ton of movement in the top eight um, over last week. But uh, did you bring the Swifty logo back? I did. I don't know that you had it last week. Yeah. All right. Whenever they Is lose, you went to the game. Back. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to uh, we'll get to the Swifties in a second. Uh, Houston Texans at eight, big win for that team. They needed it, but dude, losing Tank Dell really, really stinks. It's somebody mm-hmm. not only you've been watching all year, but he, granted, he was not a rookie of the year candidate because of who he's playing with, but maybe in another year he might have been. Yeah, I, I still think Houston's going to be okay because they have other receivers, but it certainly makes them less dynamic. And I think it really hurts them in the chance of, you know, actually winning some playoff games this year. They just don't have anybody else on on the offense that can replicate his speed. Oh, yeah. And your Noah Brown confidence has been sky high for some time now. So that, that makes a lot. We had a very typical Noah Brown game on Sunday. <laughs> just putting that out there. Hey, they've got another receiver besides Noah Brown. Like, just, you know, just chill out a little bit. Uh, Detroit Lions, speaking of uh, rookies, how about the Lions rookie tight end having a really nice season? Uh, the Lions, their defense right now is, their defense might be bottom 10. We were talking about the Bengals. I think their defense is bottom 10. Uh, the Saints got in their own way a lot in that game. The Saints still put up some points, uh, but the Lions offense is formidable. And I think as long as Jared Goff doesn't turn the ball over, they can score on anybody. Yeah, I think if you're a team like the Rams and you can sneak into the playoffs, you got to just be licking your lips about this Lions matchup, right? Go play in a dome. Like I'm not joking this time. Play in a dome against that defense. You could easily score 35 points and keep yourself in this game. Yeah, um, I you know I worry about the Lions. I you know if they were the fourth best team in the NFC, it was a really 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 distant fourth. That's where I have them right now. Um, but there's no comparison between them and Dallas right now. Of course, we'll find out because the Cowboys do play them in Dallas. Uh, Miami is my number six team. Marcus and I have talked about this a lot. Tyreek Hill is the MVP of the league right now. Uh, I I still think CJ Stroud belongs in the conversation. Houston would be nowheresville without him. And Christian McCaffrey is someone that we've talked about, but my buddy Sudsy said, I don't understand why he gets no run. And the reason he doesn't get any run is because he's a running back and nobody wants a running back as MVP. But Christian McCaffrey absolutely belongs in the conversation. But for my money, Marcus, in an era where we barely see deep balls for touchdowns anymore, at least not the last couple of years, it seems like Tyreek Hill has one every week. 
He's incredible. I mean, he's he's absolutely amazing. He might be the best receiver of this generation. Like if you think of the last 15 years or so, um, I, I would have no problem at all if you gave him the MVP award. He's on pace not only to go over 2,000 yards this year, but to go well over 2,000 yards. It's unbelievable. He's a speed player that's played at Arrowhead in Miami, not on turf where speed players normally thrive. He's also the best player in the NFL right now. I don't disagree. He's the best player in the NFL. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, this is a team that I, I think people are still wondering about. Their win against the Chargers was okay a week and a half ago. Uh, you know, I have them fifth here. You could jumble up the Chiefs, Dolphins, and Ravens, and I wouldn't be mad at you, but I think they're certainly going to be a playoff contender. And right now, you just don't want it. I like Tyler Huntley. But you don't want Tyler Huntley to be that starter in the playoff game. So if you're the Ravens and you pile up a couple of wins here, do you consider resting Lamar more than you normally would? Maybe. Their problem is their schedule is incredibly hard the rest of the way. They've got a Monday night football game against the 49ers. Um, I, I think they have a game still left against the Chiefs. Um, it's, it's really hard. So they don't have the division wrapped up because they don't own the tiebreaker against Pittsburgh. Believe it or not, they probably are going to have to play Lamar the rest of the way to make sure they win the AFC North. But if Pittsburgh has another stumble like they did, then we, against the then Cardinals, we can have a discussion. Yeah, yes. you you bet. Uh, at number four, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs. They're my top ranked AFC team. I don't want to make too much of the loss to the Packers because that was a tough road assignment. That Kansas City was right there. They were right there, and. Um, you know, it's one thing if Kansas City went in there and they got beat 30 to 10. They didn't. They still have problems at wideout. I think the bigger concern for Kansas City right now is the last two weeks, talk about this game against Green Bay and the game against the Raiders, starting to see some cracks in that defense. I'm really concerned about the Chiefs. I think I'm way more concerned about the Chiefs than you are because this offense is just not good. I don't know how long it's going to take people to realize, like, yes, they can put up points against the Raiders, who are awful on defense, but... 19 against the Packers, 17 against the Eagles, 14 on offense against the Dolphins. I'm reading these right in a row. Nine against the Denver Broncos, uh, the first or the second time they played. 19 the second the first time they played. Like it's been a while since this offense has looked good. They struggle to score 20 points. And when they play better defenses coming up, because Green Bay's defense was without three starting defensive backs, and the the, the Chiefs still couldn't move the ball. I think this Chiefs team has major problems, and I will not be surprised at all if they lose in round one to Indianapolis. I really won't be. Wow. Wow. Well, the Cowboys have some cracks on defense, too, because Seattle was moving the ball at will. Uh, a, a lot of people on Twitter were kind of questioning, this is an elite defense, uh, but you can't get over the fact or can't just move past the fact that Dak is in the MVP conversation. I think CeeDee Lamb is in first-team All-Pro conversation at wide receiver mm -hmm. along with Tyreek. And uh, what you'd like to see Dallas do is be able to run the ball more with Pollard effectively. I've said that for a while, maybe give that defense a little bit of a rest. Sometimes when you're moving the ball, passing down the field, your defensive players don't get enough rest. Either way, the Cowboys defense is going to have to show up. I agree. I think these are our three best teams. And I think there's a, we were saying a couple of weeks ago, the three best teams are in the NFC um, I think they're, they've widened the gap. I, I think the, the gap between the Cowboys at three and the Chiefs at four is bigger than ever. Yeah, the Eagles are my number two team. I still think they're better than the Cowboys as it stands right now. They, they as you like to say, they've played with their food too much in earlier games mm -hmm. this year. 
play with your food against the 49ers. You go down the field twice and you get field goals instead of touchdowns. That's really what hurt them in this game. And then the Niners get that touchdown right before half. So instead of it being, say, 21 to 10 or 21 to 14, it's 21 to 6. And it's tough to come back on this Niners team because they will run the ball very effectively in the second half. I think the 49ers had nearly 100 yards rushing in the second half of this game. They're not going to give you the possessions. No, Philadelphia's linebackers just don't match up against the four, uh, against San Francisco. And Kyle Shanahan knows that, and they went after them all game long. It's just an awful matchup for Philly. So the one thing about the 49ers is you gave me this stat today that was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, what is it? What was Debo? Tell me it again. It was unbelievable. Uh, when Debo Samuel, Brock Purdy, and Christian McCaffrey finish a game, they are 16 and 0. It's ridiculous. Debo, we thought he might be slowing down a little bit. Our injuries caught up with him. He looked so fast. Of course, he was motivated. He did a lot of chirping. Uh, before this game, but you know, Kittle isn't really even doing that much. You know, they have so many guys. Ayuk hasn't had any huge games and he's a great player. 49ers are easily the number one team in the league. So my, my top eight Houston Texans at eight, Detroit lions at seven dolphins at six Ravens at five chiefs at four Cowboys at three Eagles at two 49ers at one. Your final thoughts are on these rankings. As long as the 49ers stay relatively healthy, I just don't see any team beating them. They are so incredibly loaded. Their coaching staff is unbelievable, and they play a style of football that the other top teams in the NFC just can't match. And then you go over to the AFC. We just went through all the AFC teams. I mean, every single one of these teams has a massive flaw. The 49ers don't. I think they are prohibitive favorites right now. Yeah, and we haven't even seen their front four play their best ball. Nope. Not yet. And when they do look out, but uh, that's it for this podcast. If you want to hear more about my number three ranked team, the Dallas Cowboys, listen to locked on Cowboys. Marcus does that with Landon McCool. Give Landon a follow. Marcus also does a dynasty podcast. Fancy season still going everybody. That's on the locked on network. He covers the Raiders for USA today, Raiders wire. And he writes for the 33rd team he is at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. And we will talk to you guys on Thursday with picks. Take care, everybody. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.